Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, July 6th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn, and on today's episode, I will be joined by Josh Edwards, who covers Kentucky football for 24-7 sports, catspaws.com, and is also an NFL draft writer for CBS Sports as well. Mark Stoops has turned Kentucky into a consistent winner, at least seven wins in five of the last six seasons, and in the one season they didn't get seven wins, that was the COVID-shortened year. They ended up winning the Gator Bowl anyway, and while Kentucky football will never be Kentucky basketball, the excitement surrounding the program has certainly grown in Lexington. And of course, Kentucky might have the top quarterback in next year's draft on its hands as well in Will Levis, depending on, of course, the mock draft that you follow. But there's a lot to be excited for with Kentucky next season. So enjoy my conversation about the Wildcats with Josh Edwards. Joined now by Josh Edwards. He covers Kentucky for 24-7 sports, catspaws.com. Josh, thanks so much for coming on, joining me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Anytime. So Josh, when you think Kentucky football 2022, the first person that comes to mind for most people is quarterback Will Levis. And obviously his play helped vault them to a 10-win season last year. And look, since coming over from Penn State, where he was basically Sean Clifford's backup, his game has really taken off. Where have you seen the most growth from him since arriving at Kentucky? And what does he have to do in 2022 to continue to improve and be even better for the Wildcats? I think where he has shown the most improvement is what he's doing with his eyes, his ability to work through progressions. What we saw at Penn State was a guy that, you know, was getting limited repetitions. He wasn't really confident when he was on the field. Um, I think every snap that he's been out on the field, he's gotten more confident. Uh, and that comes across in his play. You can see him go through progressions. You can see see him hold the backside safety with his eyes before uh, working back across the field. So you like to see that kind of improvement from a guy that's really intelligent off the field as well. And then talk Working with new offensive coordinator Rich Gangarello, I think the biggest room for improvement is marrying his lower body with his upper body, getting the two on the same page so he's thrown with more accuracy. And they are very confident that they're going to be able to accomplish that. And he's going to be this well-rounded player that uh, NFL talent evaluators are hoping that he can be. You know, speaking of NFL talent evaluators, now besides your work with catspaws.com, you're also an NFL draft writer for CBS Sports. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. And look, depending on your answer, you might upset some of the Kentucky listeners here. But of course, Levis has gotten first round hype from early 2023 mocks. You know, some I've seen have even had him ahead of Bryce Young and CJ Stroud as the top pick. So assuming they are your top three quarterbacks for next year, in what order are they at? You know, who's your number one quarterback in next year's draft? And if it's Levis, why? And if it's not Levis, why not? Those are my top three quarterbacks. Um, In order, I've got them, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, Bryce Young from Alabama, uh, and then Will Levis at Kentucky. I I believe that's the order I have them in right now. I think that's very uh, subject to change over time. I think all of them have their flaws. Um, I think all of them have their endearing traits that have them in this elite-type category in terms of potential. Um, You know, As you look at Bryce Young and you look at C.J. Stroud, everybody kind of views them and talks about them as if they're these can't miss prospects. And that's what we do early in the draft prospects or in the draft process as we talk about what everybody does well. And then the kind of narrative changes and shifts throughout the draft process where you have to start talking 
a little bit more about the negatives. And I think that's why a lot of people kind of start souring on guys as we get deeper into the process, because suddenly we, we're starting to talk about these weaknesses and these concerns where um, it was all sunshine and rainbows early in the process, but they are flawed. I mean, all of them are flawed to a degree. They've got room for growth this upcoming season. And I think Bryce Young kind of faces the steepest hill because of his slim size. Uh, that's one thing that he's not going to be able to improve upon, whereas I've already touched on Will Levis um, and where he can stand to improve. CJ Stroud, just want to see him more consistent. I uh, thought his mechanics were a lot better late in the year than they were at the beginning of the season. So um, all of these guys have traits that get you really excited um, and have you believing that it's going to be a much stronger quarterback class than what we saw last year. But it's also a conversation where they've all got room for improvement this upcoming season. So I could see any one of them being the top quarterback uh, taken in the 2023 NFL draft at the end of the day. Um, But I think with some level of certainty, you can say all three are going to be involved in the first round. What two or three traits in regards to Levis do you think really stand out to NFL evaluators? You know, when they see what he does on the field, what do you think makes them say, wow, I want to take this guy with a first round pick? It's the raw athletic abilities. I mean, he's got the size, he's got the arm strength. He can, you know, attack all three levels of the field with ease. Um, he's got mobility. We've seen him take on defenders uh, probably more often than what the Kentucky coaches would hope so uh, hope to see. Um, and I'm I'm very confident that NFL talent evaluators probably want to see that worked out of his game a little bit more. See him be a little bit more strategic in the amount of hits uh, that he's taking because you don't want to put your your body in unnecessary. Um, harm. So I think that's one area where he can improve, but you just look at his raw athletic ability. I mean, his arm strength, his size, his mobility, all that kind of stuff is going to excite uh, NFL teams at the end of the day. And he was a part of the Kentucky Pro Day earlier this year. Um, Not eligible. I mean, he was eligible, but he decided not to enter the 2022 NFL draft, Um, but still through for guys like Wandale Robinson at Kentucky's Pro Day. And you saw a moment where he rolled to his left and threw a pass about 60 yards downfield. Um, And, you know, there were some glances exchanged between the NFL teams in attendance. So he's clearly on the radar. And I think he's he's prone to do that even more with a strong season. We'll hear more from Josh Edwards when we come back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joined by Josh Edwards of 24-7 Sports, catspaws.com. And, you know, speaking of Wanda Robinson, he had a big year last year for Kentucky. He's off to the NFL. And personally, I'm a big Giants fan. I'm from New Jersey, only about 35 minutes from MetLife Stadium. I'm excited to see how Brian Dable uses him in the Giants offense. But now Kentucky needs to replace a lot of production through the air. So how do they do that? You know, who needs to step up to replace what Wandale did for that offense? 
Well, they at- they attacked the transfer portal. They uh, brought in Virginia Tech's Tavion Robinson, who I absolutely love. A guy that you know is working out of the slot. He's a little bit undersized by some standards, but you know one thing that I think slot receivers and undersized players kind of get mis or miscategorized is that they're you know maybe not as tough as some of these bigger wide receivers. But you see an aggressive player that's willing to take hits. He's going to put himself in a position to uh, make plays down the field. I love Tavion Robinson. I think he's going to be a huge contributor for Kentucky this season. They also picked up Javon Baker from Alabama. That did not work out. Ultimately, he has since moved on to UCF, which means that they're going to be reliant upon some new incoming talent. Uh, They got Barry and Brown, who was a top 100 wide receiver nationally out of Tennessee. Very fast wide receiver. Ultimately, you're going to have to scheme opportunities for him. You got Jordan Anthony, who is a renowned national track star, a guy that has tremendous speed. He's going to be in the conversation for early playing time, a guy that you want to get the ball in his hands and see what he can do after, um, you know, what he can do in space. And then you've got returning guys like Demarcus Harris. I think he's going to be leaned upon a little bit more this coming year. Uh, The tight end conversation. I mean, those guys... That room is incredibly deep with, you've got Jordan Dingle, you've got Isaiah Cummings, you've got Keaton Upshaw, you've got Brendan Bates. They have a wealth of options at tight end. And I think that's an opportunity where uh, Rich Scangarello coming from an NFL system with the 49ers, um, he's going to be able to use them in the passing game a lot more this upcoming season. So I would look for the tight end position to be a way that they're able to kind of overcome maybe some of the early deficiencies they have relying on so many young pass catchers at wide receiver. So Josh, a couple more from me, two big returnees on defense and Jacquez Jones and DeAndre Square, two of their three leading tacklers, Jones being at the top with 82. They do lose Yusuf Corker and Joshua Pascal to the NFL. Pascal, the leader in sacks for Kentucky last season. But nevertheless, with the return of Jones and Square, I think the defense could be really, really good next year. But who are some names to look for to replace Pascal rushing the quarterback and Corker in the secondary? Look, those are two holes that Mark Stoops and defensive coordinator Brad White now need to fill. It almost has to be a you know committee work, a platoons of sorts, because I think J.J. Weaver has shown a lot of talents. Um, Jordan Wright has shown some flashes for this Kentucky defense, but none of them have shown the type of consistency that we had seen from Josh Paschal, who down in and down out, you knew what you were going to be getting from him. So Kentucky's going to be relying on a lot of guys that simply have not been relied upon heavily in the past. And I think those are two guys that could absolutely step up. They added a couple highly coveted pass rushers as part of the most recent recruiting class. Keaton Wade, you know, out of Tennessee was a guy, Tyrese Fearbury out of Pennsylvania, a couple of, of highly regarded pass rushers may be asked to see some snaps early. I don't think it's realistic to expect them to be heavy contributors, but a couple of guys coming down the pipeline, they added Darian Henry Young, the transfer from Ohio State, who they're hoping has more of an impact on the edge. And then that's an opportunity where maybe they're still adding to that to that unit before the season even begins. So um, it's going to be a lot of new faces on defense. And it ultimately helps to have guys uh, like Jacquez Jones and like DeAndre Square uh, kind of manning the second level of this defense. So Josh, last one for you. Now, look, of course, Kentucky football will never be Kentucky basketball. And there are just some schools, you know, Duke, UNC, Kansas, et cetera. Kentucky, obviously, 
where regardless of the football success, basketball will always reign supreme. But with two 10-win seasons in the last four years, two Citrus Bowl wins, you know, AP poll rankings, a Gator Bowl win in the COVID year, what's the level of hype and the level of excitement like from the fan base about the football program? You know, is there a lot of anticipation for it or is that still mainly reserved for Coach Cal and Kentucky basketball? I think there's a lot of anticipation for the upcoming season. I think when you have a quarterback, the caliber of Will Levis, he kind of opens you up to so many opportunities that maybe you have had as a program previously. Um, He's able to help you overcome some of the deficiencies on your roster, much like we talk about across the NFL landscape. When you've got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, that is ultimately going to cover up some of the blemishes that maybe you have on the roster. Uh, Levis is that kind of talent. I mean, he has all of the gifts that you would look for at the quarterback position. So if he's up to playing uh, to his potential, then it could be a very special year for Kentucky football fans. And I think they recognize that across the bluegrass. I mean, Kentucky basketball obviously has a rich history of uh, national championships and SEC championships, but in recent years, it's been a little bit more of a struggle. And that's an opportunity where Kentucky football has kind of uh, garnered more of a share of interest across the Commonwealth in recent years. So I think there's a lot of interest. I think what Mark Stoops has done with the program has been um, admirable. He's done what, you know, most coaches before him hadn't been able to do, which is uh, build a consistent winner at Kentucky. I mean, they've won seven games or more five of the last six seasons. So this is a team that, you know, expects to compete with just about everybody um, on a weekly basis. So expectations have changed for the players. It's changed for the coaches. It's changed for the fans across Kentucky. uh, And I think they're incredibly excited for the upcoming season. You can follow him on Twitter at EdwardsCBS and make sure to check out catspaws.com. For everything Kentucky Wildcats Athletics, Josh, thanks so much for giving me some time today. I really appreciate it. Of course, happy to do it. Big thanks to Josh Edwards for coming on the College Football Daily to talk about Kentucky. And like he said, there's some excitement brewing in Lexington, especially with Will Levis and the NFL draft type surrounding him. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at EdwardsCBS and check out 24-7 Sports Catspaws.com for everything you need to know about Kentucky Athletics. For Josh Edwards, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to this episode of the College Football Daily. Enjoy your Wednesday, everybody. Thank you.